So let's get started. So welcome to the Yale Entrepreneurial Society podcast. My name is Armin Danishbadi, along with um, my friends, Mike Stenthal, a fellow YES member. And our guest for today is Sean Gold. He is a member of Yale's class of 2024 and also Yale Team 148 football team. And he is the, uh, the CEO and founder of Sean's Take, which Sean, I'll let you yeah, tell us what that is. Yeah, well, first, thank you for having me on. This is awesome. And a little bit about what Sean's Take is. Seanstake.com is the website that I made heading into my sophomore year of high school. And basically, what I do through Sean's Take is write sports blogs, run a sports talk show, and then run a community outreach program. And my goal with Sean's Take was just to be able to put down my opinion on some of the latest news and rumors in sports and get a feel for writing sports articles and then producing sports talk shows. Very cool. Very cool. So I see. So the inspiration was just, you just want to put your voice out there, get your opinion out there. Yeah, exactly. The inspiration came because for a career path, I want to go into the sports media network and world of, you know, sports broadcasting, sports writing. So I thought, it would be good for me to start to get my voice out a little bit and get my feet wet with some of that work and try to find my voice through both writing and an on-air show. So that's where my inspiration to start Sean's Stake came from. That's awesome. That's great. Can you tell me what some of the early challenges you faced were exactly and how you tackled these issues as you grew Sean's Take into what it's become today? Yeah, I would say my early challenges really were with my confidence in my writing. When I first created the blog, I only shared it with my parents and grandparents and a few other family members because I wasn't confident enough that my writing was good enough yet to send it out to more people and try to grow it. So really my challenges came from figuring out how I could improve my writing as I had never really written a sports article before. And the first one I wrote, looking back at it now, it was awful. But at the time, it was all new to me and I was trying to find my footing. So really the challenge was getting my voice down and figuring out how I wanted to be as a writer. And a lot of my writing initially was really boring and I was just putting down information. And looking back at it now on how I've grown, that was the biggest challenge was overcoming kind of my you could say I was scared as a writer. I didn't know how to put information out that would sound exciting. And really the solution to that was just to keep on finding stories and keep writing and keep trying to do something different each article. So really changing the way that I wrote was probably the hardest thing I did. So that's amazing. So basically what you're saying is the only way you were able to improve and get better at what you wanted to improve at was just by doing it right by putting yourself out there. Because a lot, of, a lot of people, when they're starting their own ventures and stuff, they're afraid they're not going to be good enough. They expect to be amazing right off the bat. But from what I'm hearing from you, you, just, you can't be afraid. And you have to learn as you go. Yeah, definitely. And there were a lot of times, too, that I would write something. And me being a sophomore in high school is like, wow, this is a really good piece, you know, piece of work I just put out. And I would show it to somebody else, like one of my parents who would critique it. And they'd tell me, like, that was, that wasn't the most exciting thing. You need to spice it up a little bit. And I, me thinking I just wrote a great article would get frustrated with that. But then when I would go back and really think about it, I would look at it and be like, who would want to read this? This 
it's not going anywhere. So that was the biggest thing was taking the criticism I needed and then realizing, yeah, if I want to do this and I want it to be something that people are going to want to read, it has to catch the eye of a reader. And that was probably the hardest piece for me to find since you go through school and you write essays and book reports and stuff like that. And it's a completely different style of writing than going over to creative writing, which I hadn't done before and trying to find my own voice. And it doesn't have to be as much structural, but more of an attention catching type of writing about my opinions and sports instead of just following a guideline for writing. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, it seems to me like that was one of your biggest challenges was learning how to improve and not being afraid of the improvement process. But what would you say your largest learning experience in general was that you encountered? Is it the same through like through Sean's taken? Like you maybe the I'm trying to say like the experience where you grew the most for good or for bad, something that really characterized your experience throughout this journey. Yeah. So along the same lines is just writing more and more. And that's how I grew. That's how I learned is really from article to article. When I would think of a new story, I would always look back at what's the last thing I wrote. Where was it weak? How can I, what can I work on? And I would try to fix it in the next article. So really it was just a single article to single article is where my small steps forward and like gaining my voice and changing my style of writing came from was just trying to improve from one to the next. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I guess my next question is, how would you advise other entrepreneurs who are in your position right now, especially student entrepreneurs? We have so much going on with classes in school and the entrepreneurship world is so vast. I look at what you have now, you have a beautiful website, you have Thank great you. looking clothes, you have, um, like, you have all this nice stuff going on with, at Sean's Take, but I'm sure we know that wasn't something that happened overnight. You didn't think one day, oh yeah, I'm going to make this. And then the next day it was done. So how did you go about figuring out where you needed to start and how to go grow from there? Because that's the biggest challenge for most student entrepreneurs is just starting. Yeah. So really the best thing I can say is just start somewhere because when I was, why I started Sean's Take was I knew that I would want to go into this industry And I wanted to start to build up a portfolio for myself when I go to approach job interviews or internship opportunities, I can lay it down and say, I've been doing this. I've been working on it. Really, it doesn't even matter how many people are actually viewing my work. It's more for me, the fact that I'm starting to build my career path right now. And I started to do that back when I was a sophomore in high school. So the biggest thing is just to start somewhere and just start putting information down. Whatever idea you have, you need to get a starting point. And you can't just, like I'd say, don't wait for an opportunity to come, make an opportunity, and then pieces will start to fall. And then somebody will notice your work or notice your ideas and say, hey, you've got a great thing going. Let me give you my input on how you can expand it then. The first thing I did was I started writing the articles. And then it turned into, my mom said, you should try a talk show. Then I did the talk show, got some guests on it. And then I had friends say, you need to get a t-shirt out. So it's, it was never like right from the beginning, I was like, this is where I want to go. And this is everything that's going to happen. I just started putting out work and trying to get better at one thing. And then it eventually expanded into more and let opportunities come to me after I created the first opportunity of just starting somewhere. Would you say that building your own outlet 
for your ideas and your voice. Is that a traditional path for people who are trying to enter into media in general? Or are you creating a new avenue that is, is this like a typical way that people get involved with broadcast journalism or sports in general? No, I don't think it's really a typical way. From anyone I've talked to, they were very surprised that I started this as a sophomore in high school. And to me, it was just, I did it because it's what I love to do. And I had all these ideas and I wanted to start to put them down somewhere where they could be saved and then used to help myself grow. But I know a lot of people have said the first step is getting an internship, which is, you know, completely true and it's needed. But I think it's definitely an advantage to already have your own work out and published on a public domain name before an internship even became a possibility somewhere. Yeah, I think a lot of it, it also shows the go-getter and the self starting mentality. I think a lot of internships are great, but I think even as internships become the standard today with a lot of industries you want to enter, it's now what do I do? So I think the beauty of being an entrepreneur, it shows that you have the willingness to push yourself to do something every single day. Mm -hmm. Like with Sean's take, there was nobody telling you, Sean, get this done, get that done. You have to tell yourself, I want to get this done. I want to take the time out of my day to dedicate to this task because it's what I want to do. And I think being that self-starter is what really is going to put you apart. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking back to like how you started this sophomore year of high school, how do you stay committed to this for so long? Obviously, it's expanded into new forms over time, but you still have to keep that same vision in your head. Is there anything you do to uh, stay consistent about it? Honestly, that's one of the things I have struggled with. There's times when I had a time where I was writing a new article almost every other day for, you know, a week. And all of a sudden I have five, six articles out in 10 days. And I'm like, wow, I'm really rolling. And then there's a time where I went three months without even thinking about writing an article. So it, it is tough to, to always be like, look, I need to get a story out. And so I've gotten better at that as time's gone on too, of also with my writing getting better, I can get a project out quicker instead of it used to take me a couple of weeks to be comfortable with something that I was writing. And now in a day or two, I can have my rough draft and final draft done. But it definitely, that's a challenge that I've had to work on is like reminding myself, I need to get content out. Something happened. I need to be writing about it and not the sports world is always moving. So if you're not writing about something on one day, there's no point in writing about it the next because the moment's over and everybody has something out about it. So it, it definitely was just a conscious thing. I had to motivate myself and say, I haven't had an article out in a couple of weeks. It's time to get one done, find a story, find something I want to write about. And then once I find a topic, the ideas start coming to me pretty quick. But really, it's more sitting down and saying, I need to get something out. And I can't let, you know, any more time go on without publishing something. Sure. I think that, that highlights a lot about the writing process and creating articles, which is just one part of Sean's take. Because you, you, you do so many cool and diverse things. Just one venture of course yeah and so that makes me uh curious like how do you even juggle that with your outreach because outreach is like impacting the community and things like that is such a time um consuming process and it's really a great thing but how do you find the time like this being like a committed athlete to also like impact the community and use your voice for good as well yeah one thing to note is that the outreach program got hit pretty hard when covid started because we had planned last year in april to have a big event benefiting a group out here in Orange County that helps put an end to child abuse and neglect. And we had a whole carnival fundraiser planned out and 
me and two of my teammates, Aiden and Riley, who also are from Mission Viejo, we were going out to businesses, starting to fundraise and getting the whole thing going, contacting city officials, school officials, everyone who we needed to reach out to, to allow us to do this event. And so we were, we had put in since the November before, just hours every single day, getting details planned, putting numbers together on how we'd get this to happen. And then all of a sudden COVID comes and puts an end to all of it. And we, we still did collect money and get a donation to Olive Crest, but it wasn't all that we wanted to do. So it definitely has been harder after COVID to try and do something since we can't gather in groups because everything that we had done previously was all about getting people together and working with different communities, but a direct hands-on approach to helping communities and helping people. And that's not as possible right now. So we are trying to start to think of a couple ideas on how we can get a new event going as we transition, as vaccines come out and slowly the public starts to open up. But that, that has definitely been hard at you know our present time to get things going after we did have an event in April, fully planned out and fully approved to then see it get shut down was it hurt us a little bit, but we know that whole process still helped us for what we're going to try and do in the future. Sure. Yeah, I think that actually leads me perfectly into the next question was, of course, the elephant in the room is how COVID-19 has impacted your plans and your activities at Sean's Take and like how you were able to pivot and adjust to those new challenges. Because I know you mentioned the outreach program, but sports like the NBA, the NFL was suspended. Well, I don't know about the NFL, but the NBA was suspended for months as a result yeah. of COVID. And if there's no sports, there can't be any sports journalism. So how did you learn to pivot during that time and keep going? Yeah, obviously, as we just talked about, the community outreach program took a hit. But like you said, there was a, a long period of time where sports weren't a thing anymore, essentially. So I had, I did one show on what it means when sports will come back and how it'll help communities when we can get full stadiums again and economic side of sports and how that took a huge hit with no fans in stadiums, no games being played, no games being broadcasted. But really it was hard to find news. There was no current news going on. So I tried to write about some more hypothetical stuff or reflections is what I would try to put out for some stories. And then also I had a couple events. There was in Newport Beach, one of my old coaches had put together a whole event where there was going to be a seven on seven football tournament with NFL quarterbacks coming to play for for charity money. And the winner would get to donate the money to the charity of their choice. And that got shut down. So that was a big event that I was getting ready for and going to be out there being able to interview some NFL quarterbacks and get the word out to more people about the writing I do and get ready for another community project. And to see that just go completely gone too in a a day, one day it's on, the next day it's canceled. It throws off a lot of things. I was also planning on doing a couple of shows where I would go outside Staples Center before a Lakers game and talk to fans and get, get more people involved and try to expand the audience for my work by going out and finding people who would, what do you think of the Lakers this year? What do you think the Clippers this year? Who do you think is coming out of the West? And stuff like that to get fan involvement, which would have been really fun. But obviously, games shut down. Nothing, None of that stuff could happen. So COVID really put a, an end or a pause on a lot of things that we were going to do. But it also gave me the chance to reflect on what I had done and create future plans, as well as try to write on non-traditional articles, such as what happened last week in the world of sports and look forward more to the future and what's going to come as we transition 
away from COVID eventually. I think a lot of what I'm seeing is that a lot of it, being able to find motivation, right? Because I think what this COVID pandemic has done to people in all situations, it's it's given us, we've lost things, like you said, like you lost all these amazing opportunities that you worked so hard to secure, things that were going to be really exciting and great for the podcast and for the show and great for yourself. And in the blink of an eye, they were gone. What is your advice on how to maintain that motivation and how to pivot? Because I know a lot of people, when something like that happens, when you pour yourself or all of yourself into something and then it's taken away from that, it's hard to function. It's hard to keep going. How did you find that motivation to keep going? And how would you advise people in as founders in your situation to do the same? Yeah. So for me, it was just that I knew I had a plan and I knew all this stuff was set up. And just because it's, you know, getting canceled right now doesn't mean that it's the end all be all type of thing that this stuff got canceled. So it was more just looking forward and knowing that there will be other opportunities that come out, but I couldn't just sit and do nothing because that's not going to help me get to where I want to go eventually. So it's, that's the same for anybody when, you know, one thing doesn't go your way and obviously it didn't go the way for the entire world during COVID and still, we're still seeing the effects of that right now, but it's just knowing that you have to work with what's going on. And just because something happens doesn't mean that you can sit and say, okay, I should just do nothing as well. Find a different way to to do something. And I had to get articles out on different subjects because there was no games being played. So it's, you just, you have to pivot and adapt to what's going on, but you can't just take a step back and say, I'm not going to do anything right now. So it's all about being able to adapt to the moment and being quick and responsive because you can't yeah. sit there and let things take control. You have to be the one in control. Exactly. Yeah. I think you always have to try and create your own path. Perfect. So I think one thing that really stands out about Sean's take, at least to me, is that the, when I first heard about it, when you first started to tell me about it, it was like, the first thing I thought of was, wow, this really embodies the spirit of entrepreneurship. A lot of people think of entrepreneurship as like some crazy biomedical, like AI deep learning tech startup with all this fancy, like all these fancy bells and whistles and such. But in reality, entrepreneurship is just having an idea that's uniquely yours and growing it into something special. It's taking a vision and turning it into reality, something that's completely yours from the ground up. So what does entrepreneurship mean to you and how has it impacted you as an individual and your goals? Like you said, I agree. Entrepreneurship is just having an idea and rolling with it. I don't think there has to be a full blown out plan or a full business being made. I think entrepreneurship is just taking an idea you have and starting with it. You need a starting point for everything. And it's just going ahead and actually doing that. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to do is everybody has an idea, but not everybody wants to start working on their idea. And that's really what entrepreneurship is, just starting a starting point. And then you build up from there, but you have to start somewhere. I feel that's what the meaning is for me is just getting a starting point and then trying to make things happen after that. But the first thing is first is that you need to start somewhere in order to build up from build up to something else. Of course. And it's always, it's entrepreneurship. There's never an end goal. It's always yeah. morphing and changing. It's, it's a process. It's something that yeah. goes on. Absolutely. Yes, but I also don't think you should have everything planned out right from the beginning. It's good to have goals on where you want to take stuff, but by no means do your plans have to stay the exact same on year three as they were on day one. And you always have to be open to change and open to taking different paths. It's good to have an idea of where you want to go, but by no means do you have to lock yourself into something 
and then if things start to change, not change with it. Awesome. Yeah. So if you had a few like main traits that you think an entrepreneur of any kind needs to possess, what would you say they were or they would be? Yeah, I would say ambition is one. You need to, you have to want to create something. If you don't have a drive behind what you're doing, it's never going to go anywhere. So ambition and then also adaptability. If a new opportunity presents itself, go and take it. Even if it wasn't what your original plan was, even if it's not how you thought something would go initially, go and take it. An example of that for me personally is most times when I start to write a new article, the first page I have written down is not even included in the final draft because I will write a whole entire page and then all of a sudden I'll be like, I have a new, a whole new angle I want to talk about. And I'm like, this one before doesn't even make any sense now this idea is way better now. So it's instead of me just going, ah, this was my first idea. Let me stick with that. I get a better idea and I'll delete a whole entire page of what I've written, but that whole page helped me get to where my new idea, my new thought process. So in the, the Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady article I wrote before the Super Bowl, I think it was my fifth idea is what I actually wrote about. And I had written three or four full articles to then delete them all because I was like, this isn't the direction I should go in and I have a better idea now. And it happened multiple times before I found my idea that I really liked and that I ended up publishing. So you can never be stubborn and just go with the one idea you had initially, if that's not what's going to be best. Sure. Of course. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It's always about being open to change and keeping that open mind. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. You can never be closed-minded. All right, I guess our last question for today is what's next for Sean's take? Anything new, exciting coming up? Is there any special directions you want to take the projects in? Any ways you plan to expand? Anything you can share with us at the moment? Yeah, so just some basic stuff. Basketball, NFL is done, which means the NFL offseason is coming on. So we'll have some stuff about that. NBA is in full swing. NHL is up now. MLB is going to start soon. So it's transitioning into other sports. I mainly write about football, but with football done, my focus needs to shift over to more basketball, a little bit more hockey and baseball. But then the NFL offseason is also a huge deal. So there's some stories coming out about that for sure. And then also trying to get more involvement with other people in this, uh, more talk shows, which I haven't done as much recently. And then more little Instagram takes with people giving their opinions. So I guess really more content is my main goal moving forward is to get more consistency, not only with the articles and with talk shows, but just on little Instagram posts to keep content flowing and keep people interested. That sounds fantastic. And we can't wait to see it. Thank you. Yeah. So this is the YAS podcast. I just want to thank Sean Gold once again for coming on. And for everyone out there, his website is seanstake.com. That's S-H-A-U-N-S-T-A-K-E.com. His Instagram handle is the same, Sean's Take. Give him a follow, check out his stuff. You won't regret it. Thank you so much for coming on the, on the YES podcast. And it was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. This was amazing. Of course.